Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about tax foreclosure as the Wayne County Tax Foreclosure Auction that happens every September is underway. We're going to talk about some of the things that are different this year and some of the solutions that are unfolding to the number of people who lose their houses to tax foreclosure every year, especially here in the city of Detroit. So you're going to want to stay tuned to that conversation. It'll get started right at about half past the hour. But first today, there is a new lawsuit in the Larry Nassar sexual assault scandal, this time ensnaring a big name at Michigan State University. The suit filed by a former student athlete for MSU says she was sent to then medical student Larry Nassar in 1992 to treat a knee injury. She says she was drugged and raped by Nassar and impregnated. She says she lost that pregnancy to miscarriage. The student then went to the police who sent her to file her complaints with the athletic department. And that's where the story takes yet another insidious turn. The lawsuit alleges then-athletic director George Perlis, a former football coach and current member of the university's board of trustees, covered for Nassar, never did anything to follow up on this student's accusations. That's where we want to begin the conversation this morning with the ongoing unfolding scandal at Michigan State University with regard to Larry Nasser. And joining us to talk more about this latest suit is Kim Kozlowski. She is a reporter for the Detroit News. Kim, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me today, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with what this lawsuit says. What is this student's claim against the university? Well, the lawsuit was filed by a woman. She's from California. Her name is Erica Davis. She alleges this, that this incident occurred in 1992 when she was 17 years old and she was on a scholarship to play field hockey for Michigan State. Um, and she apparently had a knee injury in the spring of 1992, and her coach recommended that she go see Nasser who, by the way, at the time was a medical student, mm-hmm. but, but the coach apparently knew Nasser through um, a mutual colleague, and he was apparently doing a study and needed student athletes as participants. So she made an appointment to see him, and he was apparently doing some flexibility study. He told her this. Mm-hmm. And during this, um, the first visit, um, he did a breast exam with her and then asked her to come back for what he called, what the lawsuit calls a female exam. And before this next visit, when she came back, he crushed up a pill, and he didn't tell her what it was for, but she assumed it was for her knee injury. Mm -hmm. And during, after she had taken this pill, she became groggy. Um, And at some point, she apparently became more aware um, and realized she had been out for about an hour. And as when she became aware, she said Nasser was actually raping her, and he was actually videotaping this at the time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so afterwards, she went home that evening. Um, she um, shared with two of her friends about what had happened that night, um, alleging she was in a lot of pain and there was physical evidence. It doesn't... Um, mentioned whether she went to a hospital at all, um, but she did tell her coach. Mm-hmm. Her name is Martha Ludwig. Um, it's unclear when she told the coach, um, and it's also unclear, but the coach did confront Nasser and demanded this tape, and the suit implies that she did get this tape. Mm. Um, the coach then complained to 
Um, here's where some of the confusion comes in. The pleadings in the lawsuit say that she complained to the current athletic director at Michigan State University. Uh-huh. But in the next pleading, it said George Perlis, the former athletic director, he was. that's when he intervened and he dropped the charges against the coach. Wow. And she was forced to return the video, resign, and sign a non-disclosure agreement. And and I mean so I mean first we should say this is a very uh, horrific story uh, that that this uh, student is is relaying and uh, that is very different even from some of the other things that students have said about what Larry Nasser did to them. Uh, in the in the suit, she says she went to the police and that they referred her to the athletic. Uh, department, which I think is one of the more troubling aspects of, of this tale. Yes. They allege in the lawsuit that um, Erica Davis went to the police in October 1992. Um, and they told her that since she was an athlete, she had to report it to the athletic department. But a detective told her that he basically didn't have any power to investigate anything and um, in the MSU athletic department, and he recommended going there. Um, but she told them that the, the department had already dismissed it, and they responded that he is a powerful man and she should just drop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, go, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Kim. No, the reason why she went was it was around the time that she had um, allegedly learned that she had a pregnancy. Um, and later miscarriage. Right. And apparently Nasser was the only one who could have impregnated her. Yeah. And her um, dorm mom, who she had confided in, um, suggested that she go to police. Uh, I'm curious, obviously, about what the university's reaction has been so far, and also whether George Perlis, uh, who is a very prominent figure in this state, especially in East Lansing, former football coach, former athletic director, now member of the Board of Trustees. Has he said anything about this? Mr. Perlis has not um, made any statements. I did try and reach out to him at his home, and I also reached out to the trustee's office at Michigan State University. Um, But Emily Garant, the spokesperson for the university, did apologize for the trauma of all that all the survivors of Larry Nassar experienced. Mm-hmm. And she basically says that they were working to make sure the campus was safe and they were looking into this allegation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And my guest is Kim Kozlowski, a reporter for the Detroit News. We are talking about the latest turn in the saga of Dr. Larry Nassar, a physician, former physician at Michigan State University, who has been convicted of abuse abusing, sexually abusing many, many women, hundreds of women at that university. The latest lawsuit says that he drugged and raped a student back in 1992 and that the athletic department under George Perlis uh, at the time uh, covered it up, did not follow up on it. Uh, If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Tell us what you think of this latest turn in the saga. What do you think the university's response should be to not only this, but the fact that this story seems to continue, that it seems to 
to continue to unearth victims and uh, tales of things that not only were done wrong by Larry Nasser, but uh, done wrong by other officials at Michigan State University. As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work your uh, your comments into the conversation. Uh, Kim, I- I'm curious about what the university has said about how it is going about trying to establish what the extent of the damage that Larry Nasser did was uh, at the uh, at the university. Uh, this is someone talking about something that happened in 1992. Um, that's a long time ago. And, and I would imagine, though, though that uh, there are potentially lots of people who have things to talk about that Larry Nasser did uh, a long time ago. Is the university trying to, to assess all of this on its own, or is it just fielding Uh, these accusations as they come up? That's not exactly clear about how they are going to address this particular case. Um, They basically issued a statement and they didn't address the the specific nuances of how they may look into Mm -hmm. this particular allegation. Um, The Michigan Attorney General's office did indicate, however, that they are looking into this particular case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The state legislature recently passed a law about how and when victims are going to get to sue public institutions like Michigan State. And it said the statute of limitations for lawsuits back to 1997, uh, that falls outside of the timeline of this particular suit. Does this affect this lawsuit? Is this someone who may not be able to have uh, her day in court? You know, I did ask the university that question as well, um, and it's not clear yet whether this will fall within the statute of limitations. So um, that is a good question. Um, I did, you know, one of my colleagues and I, um, Beth LeBanc, and I were discussing the parameters that the legislature said, um, and I did um, take it up with Emily Grant, and I've yet to um, hear about whether or not it will fall into Law. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ha- have we heard anything from other officials uh, outside the university about uh, this suit, or again the ongoing nature of uh, of the stories here? The fact that this doesn't seem to to have an end or an obvious end, uh, given the the length of time that Dr. Nasser was at Michigan State University, and and apparently his uh, his uh, very uh, aggressive. Uh, abuse of of students there is the legislature talking about this are, are other people saying more needs to be done yesterday i spoke with Marilee dean baker she was the msu athletic director from 1992 to 95 she came in to the university around this time frame at the time george perlis was the msu football coach as well as the athletic director and there was controversy about him having both of those positions. And she came in right kind of in the middle of these allegations. And she shared with me that um, that she didn't recognize the name of the coach. Um, hmm. she, um, she thought some of the allegations were a little confusing. And um, I actually even sent her a copy of the lawsuit, and she did follow up with me and um, very late last night and said that... Um, 
it raises a lot of questions. And keep in mind that um, the Detroit News interviewed Marilee Dean Baker at the height of the Nassar scandal, and she was kind of a critic and said that they um, needed to be accountable and transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, she was confused by some of the of the um, of the elements of the timeline. Um, but she also said that um, there needs to be an investigation in this case. Um, she shared that with me late last night, and we not yet published it. Hmm. Um, and she does feel like if, in fact, there was any of these allegations, if they were true, that there was an obligation by um, Perlis to um, report these allegations to the Title IX office, Mary Baker is a Title IX expert, and there should have been an investigation um, right. if these allegations did had occurred. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number on the phones. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag us. We'll try to work you into the conversation. Let's go to Todd in Lake Orion. Todd, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning, Hi. and I appreciate you having this. Uh, very uncomfortable topic uh, on the airwaves. Uh, I, I just find it remarkable, and I am truly dumbfounded, that every single member of the Board of Trustees that gave a vote of confidence to Luann K. Simon that were there when this happened is still a, a Board of Trustees. I, I, I do not understand how none of them either have the moral compass or the dignity to step aside and say, I was a part of the problem. Uh, maybe I do want to be a part of the solution, and I'm sure that's what they're going to say, that they love this university and they want to do right by both the victims and the university. But do you realize this story is, what, over a year? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and again, every single member is still sitting on that board. I mean, I, I, don't, I really don't know how that's possible. Now, I guess the governor's the only one that can remove them due to the fact that they are elected officials, and there's a process for that. Sure. But again, not one of them has had the dignity or, again, any type of, I don't even know if the word exists, you know, through their own hubris or their own arrogance, every one of them is still sitting on that board. Do yeah. you not find that remarkable? I mean I yeah, I mean I think Todd there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of folks who are who are scratching their heads about that. I will say though that the two um, the two trustees who would have stood for re-election this fall are not running for those seats. And so in even though they're not resigning their seats immediately, they are not uh, agreeing to serve anymore. So uh, at least two of them will be will be replaced, uh, but I think that's a, a fair question. You know, uh, the, the culpability, how far and how high it goes at Michigan State University in terms of uh, not what Larry Nasser did, but the response to it, I think, is one of the things that uh, that still hangs out there. And uh, we don't know we don't know uh, how how that will ultimately be uh, adjudicated. Uh, Kim Kozlowski, I'm I'm curious if any of the trustees have reacted to the part of this new allegation that involves George Perlis, who is uh, one of those trustees. Not yet. So we Um, haven't heard from them. No, Um, they have not reacted. And the truth is we're tracking down a lot of other angles, but I'm sure we'll be following up on many other angles, including that issue today. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kim Kozlowski, reporter with the Detroit News. Thanks very much for being here with us on uh, Detroit Today. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
Up next, the Wayne County tax foreclosure auction is underway. We're going to talk about it next, talk about what's different, what could be different, and how we might keep more people in their homes here in Wayne County rather than being tossed out for not paying their taxes. Also, don't forget, if you have to miss any of today's conversation, you don't have to miss out entirely. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts, download and subscribe to Detroit Today. Take us with you and listen when you are ready. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today.